Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 10. Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flip Masters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hello there and welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing by House Flip Masters. Today we have a whole different asset class that we have yet to discuss that I'm really excited about. It's still real estate, but it's a different kind of real estate. We are going to learn about mobile home parks, which are a very lucrative and yet different way of investing in real estate than what you typically hear about. With us today, we have Bryce. Robertson, our Australian mobile home park mate. Um, he's got a fabulous background. He has been investing in real estate for many years. He's a real estate investing entrepreneur, educator, and a large driving force behind the highly geared Property Works team. He's a native from Australia, and he's got 20 years experience in major construction, real estate, and business. This Heart shocks me, but he has traveled to over 50 countries, over six continents in search of greater wisdom and prosperity and owning businesses in five countries over three continents. I told him he should be 100 years old for that. But he's a well-versed entrepreneur and highly equipped to accommodate your local, national, or international mobile home park investing needs. So with that, welcome Bryce. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you share your wisdom and shed some light on this often kind of not focused on aspect of real estate investing. So why don't you start out by telling us kind of a brief background that led you into real estate and then into mobile home parks? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I, as you mentioned, I grew up in Australia and I, I started off in the construction industry and then, you know, traveled all over Australia and that led to me traveling all over the world. And I, I went over to the UK and I based myself there for about three years and I would work for a few months and then I'd take off in Europe and Africa for a few months. And I continued that cycle for about three years. And then after that, I went to Canada and I stayed there for a while and I saved up a whole bunch of cash and I took off down to Central and South America for a big uh, surfing and scuba diving and business trip for about 18 months. And then at the end of that, I met my wife. And when I met my wife, um, we wanted to be able to have the same sustainable lifestyle of the life that I was living, you know, financial freedom, location and time freedom, uh, but we wanted it to be sustainable. And previously up to that point, it had been, you know, save money, spend money, come back, save again. So with my 20 year background in real estate, and with my wife's uh, 12 year background in mortgage and finance, it was a clear path for us to just move into real estate space. Wow, I love it. So tell us about what you initially did in real estate. Was it mobile home parks? And if not, how you ended up there? Yeah, great question. So, you know, my wife and I naturally just went into fixing and flipping. Um, that was just the basic uh, path for us that we saw into real estate. And, you know, we did well. And it got to a point where my wife's like, you know, this is cool, but I'm not passionate about it. 
she's more of a people person. So we decided what is it that we really want to do it's in real estate. So she uh, she has drifted off into um, being a luxury real realtor down in Newport Beach. And she's absolutely passionate about it. And myself, I was looking for cast, uh, passive cash flow real estate with a lot of appreciation. And so I looked at all the different asset classes. And when I came across mobile home parks and looked at the P&Ls, and I was like, wow, these are amazing. And I basically haven't turned back. Wow, that's interesting. And was it a little bit appealing to only worry about the dirt as opposed to the buildings on the dirt? Or do you have buildings to worry about when you own a mobile home park? Sure. Yeah, well, a natural progression of owning a mobile home park means that we own a certain amount of the homes. But the ultimate goal is definitely to have all the homes be 100% tenant owned. Then really all we're doing is just supplying some utilities and, and renting the dirt. Very basic right. model. So I've, I've heard there's like two main classes of mobile home parks. Can you educate us on what those are? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to divide mobile home parks into two different classes, there's lifestyle choice, which is where all the people that live there swear they want to live there. They love it. It's four or five stars out of five stars, swimming pools, clubhouses. They would prefer to live nowhere else. And then there's affordable housing. And that's the asset class where, you know, people live there because they, you know, maybe they don't have enough money to live somewhere else. And it seems like the most clearest uh, affordable choice for them. And that's the, that's the business model that we're in. We're in the affordable housing space. And what makes you choose affordable versus lifestyle? Well, there's so much room for improvement because in the affordable space, there is a lot of, you know, mismanagement, poorly managed uh, mobile home parks, you know, parks with lower occupancies. And there's, there's a lot of uh, increase in profits to be able to take something that's not working well and make it work well. Got it. So it sounds like you're kind of talking about cap rates, right? Is cap rates yeah. how we measure... Um, value yeah. mobile home parks? Absolutely. It's definitely one of the main indicators that helps us um, figure out the value of a mobile home park. And so just in the mobile home park space, we typically look at cap rates of around about 10 to 12. And that's where we we'll usually buy at, which is uh, quite, a lot, quite a higher cap rate than a lot of other comparable asset classes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, certainly compared to apartments in Los Angeles. That's, that's much better than what you're going to get there. So um, what does your company, Property Works, do? And what's your whole role in all of this? Sure. Yeah, we own, when it comes to mobile home parks, we own, we operate, we syndicate, and educate. So, you know, obviously own mobile home parks and then take care of the property management and improvements. And we provide a platform for investors to, to gain returns on their investments. And also uh, have, a, have an area for people who want to break into mobile home park investing in, into mobile home park investing, become better educated, and you know just help put all the pieces together, put them into their first deal. Oh, I love that. Um, I've encountered myself as a real estate investor. I'll have people come to me and say, hey, can I invest in your fix and flips? And how does that work? There's plenty of people out there 
that want to be completely passive, meaning they want to get a check, but they don't want to do the work. But still, in my opinion, people should always be educated on the asset class and learn about what it is they're investing in and get comfortable in. And then there's those that want to be active. So it sounds like you have opportunities for both people that want to learn just enough to invest passively, smartly, as mm -hmm. well as those that want to learn enough and do it on their own, right? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, we're really transparent. So we provide a lot of information to our investors and it really, you know, if you want to chew on that information, that's up to you. And if, if someone's interested in learning a lot more, then we can definitely provide that as well and basically accommodate it to, you know, someone's specific needs and what they're looking for. I love that. I love that you kind of have something for everyone, depending on their risk tolerance and the amount of time they have and all that. That sounds awesome. Um, so how do you find your mobile home parks and do you have a certain targeted geographical area that you go after? Hmm. Well, well, let me start with how do we find parks? You know, there's a few different ways. I mean, you can search online. Uh, probably the best place is mobilehomeparkstore.com. That's uh, the dominating website that mobile home park sales are on. You can also go to loopnet.com as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the mobile home park store is a better place. It's totally just crafted just for mobile home parks. So it's set up better. Mm. And, then, you know, if you look online, you have to sift through quite a lot of deals. Probably the better ways to find even better deals is, you know, mailers or cold calling. And cold mm. calling, uh, for me in particular, I find that to be one of the best because you can really build a relationship with the sellers. A lot of the sellers of mobile home parks in the affordable space are not sophisticated. So it's like a really good opportunity to build a good relationship and you can just create a deal around that. I love it. And if you yourself are doing the cold calling, that Australian accent probably gets a lot of attention, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Who is this guy? And why is he calling me, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes me memorable and it makes me have to be on point too because, hey, that, that Aussie guy, he can't mess up. <laughs> right. Well, I love it. So you didn't speak yet to your desired geographical area. Is there certain areas that you prefer and any areas that you stay away from? You know, I'm predominantly open to anything nationwide because nationwide's great. Um, typically, the areas that don't really work are Southern California, uh, Florida, and New York. And those reasons are just the cap rates are too low. And, it's a, and that's usually where your lifestyle choice parks are. Mm. So it's just not really the business model we're looking at. You know, the cap rates there are like way lower, like four to six. So um, not to say there isn't good deals in between there. It's just less common. But really uh, the Midwest and the Southwest is where the main uh, mobile home park affordable uh, living space is. Okay. Very interesting. Midwest and Southwest. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you look for in a mobile home park? Like what's your criteria that gets you like really excited? You're like, oh, that, that meets a few criteria or something on a checklist or something. Sure. So yeah, we're looking for parks anywhere between uh, sort of 30 to 30, 50 to 200 spaces. Um, not that we're not interested in parks over 200 spaces. It's just when you get above that, you know, all the reefs become involved and it's a whole other ballpark. Um, so about 50 to 200 spaces, city water, city sewer, 
no private utilities and uh, a low percentage of park-owned homes. That would be uh, an ideal park. And then if we're looking on the occupancy side, you know, somewhere 50% occupied or above, you know, 80% is considered stabilized. But if there's a little bit of room to fill some lots and bring in some homes, then there's a lot of room to force the appreciation. What would you say is the lowest occupancy rate of a park that you've ever purchased? Uh, 50. 50. So 50 is about as low as you ever go. Yeah. Yeah, A few years ago when I was looking at mobile home park deals, many years ago, when I never jumped all the way in, but yeah, some of them, it would just be a park with nothing in it or with a couple of houses. I'm like, that would be kind of scary. That's a lot of work. So not an ideal situation. That makes sense. So, um, what does it cost to buy a mobile home park? Yeah, I mean, based off the the lot size that we're talking about and the cap rates that we're looking for in those geographical areas, we're looking at around about half a million for the smaller size parks, and then anything from like one million to three million for the for the larger size parks is your general ballpark figure. What, what would you say, if you can remember off the top of your head, what's the lowest price and your highest price that you've personally ever done? Uh, lowest price is five seventy. Okay. And the highest price is one point six. Interesting. Okay. And where in the world do you get a loan for a mobile home park? Do you just go down the street to Bank of America? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Bank of America actually has started to lend on mobile home parks and some of the other banks have as well, but not only specific branches. Okay. Um, you know, I always go to brokers to, to take care of my deals. Um, you know, I've got one specific broker that takes care of anything above 500000 and then one for below 500000 on the loan amount, that is. Right. Um, you know, as time has progressed, there's more of uh, an attraction to lending for mobile home parks and more of a understanding that they really are a solid investment. So mm. I think financing is becoming easier and easier as time moves along. What kind of loan to value will they give you and what kind of terms? Yeah, so we're talking, you know, 25 to 30 typically um, for your down payments and then, you know, Five percent amortized for 25 to 30 years. And are you allowed to use seller financing towards your down payment or do they want to see that you have skin in the game and that it's cash? Yeah, some people do, some people don't. And on that note, that's actually a great note that you brought up seller financing because due to the nature of so many unsophisticated investors or old moms and pops looking to get out of mobile home park ownership, and into retirement, there's a lot of room for seller financing and creative financing. And it's, it's really just like the wild, wild west, open fields to, to create a, a win-win situation for everyone involved. Well, I would imagine that those um, older people would love a stream of income, right? So if you're paying them on a note, that's like their ideal situation where they're getting the stream of income, but no work, right? Sure, no work, stream of income, and then they don't have to pay the big capital gains as well. Tax oh, as well. yeah, that's, that's another really key important point that you probably bring up when you're negotiating those, huh? Mm-hmm. So once you acquire a mobile home park, what is your next step or what's the first thing that you do? 
first thing we'll do is probably look at the business side of things and lower all the expenses and increase the revenue. And some of the best ways to lower the expenses is to pass through the utilities. Sometimes the, the park will be responsible for utilities or the tenants will be. And just by passing that through, you can almost double your net operating income straight out of the gate. Uh, and then as far as the revenue side, I like to, um, you know, fill lots, bring in homes, bring up the occupancy, and then just make things look a little bit nicer around the place. Fix up the aesthetics uh, on the physical side, put some entrance signs in, do a little bit of landscaping, patch the roads, clean up the outside of everybody's uh, yards and houses. And probably actually the, one of the first things we do is take a big roll-off dumpster into the mobile home park or multiple in there and just fill them up with all the stuff that's lying around the yard. Maybe the washing machines in the front yard with the plants growing out of them. and <laughs> get, get rid of all that stuff and clean it up and make it look nice. That's hilarious. So plants growing out of them intentionally, like this is our planter or just unintentionally it rains a lot so things just start growing out of it. Yeah, I actually think there's a fashion statement that's trying to be made there. It's, it's the new thing, but it hasn't quite caught on yet. Well, I've seen um, people have done little planters out of wheelbarrows or water barrels or things. So washing machines, never thought of that one. Repurpose, reuse, recycle, huh? I suppose so. Okay, and yeah, before our talk is through, you are going to have to tell me at least one or two entertaining stories about... Um, some of the residents or things that have happened in them too, but let's get through our, our numbers here. So, well, what are you working on um, right now? What kind of deals have you got that you're working on? Yeah, I've got a couple of parks in escrow right now. One over in Michigan, which is around about a 50 space park. And that one looks pretty good. It's in a bit of a rough and tumble area. And that one has a pretty low occupancy. So that'll be a big value add property. And then also on the flip side, looking, uh, I have another uh, park in escrow right now in Arizona, and that one's 100% occupied, and it's more of an industrial environment, and that one has a whole bunch of utilities to pass through. So that one would be a real simple, simple turnaround, and we're going to probably double the NOI on that one pretty quickly. Now, do the residents give pushback with that? I know it's really hard for them to move out unless they're in like a park-owned mobile home. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you come and say, you know, you're paying all your utilities? Do you ever give them a decrease in lot rent for that? Or you just do it and they figure out a way to make it work? Really, we've got to look at the situation and see what's fair, you know. I mean, you know, the, that, that park in particular has low rents as well, mm. and they're kind of well below market. So it's more a fact of, you know, we're just catching up with the times and the, the previous the owner hasn't really done anything about it. But, yeah, it's, it's more of a, a case of, you know, sending them out the notice and letting them know that we're going to do and, and just doing things over time too. We're not going to hit everything all at once. We wouldn't fill back all the utilities and then bump all the rents up. Um, but but on that same note, like you did say, it is it is quite hard for someone to actually move their home out. It costs about four thousand dollars plus to move your home to another community. So, you know, it has to be a smart financial choice on their part too. Right, right. That's that's definitely interesting. So tell us what you what you like. Well, you can tell us what you like about the mobile home park investing, and then maybe after that, tell us what the biggest challenges are for you with it. <laughs> Well, you know, I really do like the affordable housing space and taking something that's, you know, looks a little bit ugly 
and doesn't work properly from the business aspect and, and turning it around into a smooth oiled, smooth oiled machine and something that looks really nice and providing a, a cleaner, safer, more harmonious environment for our tenants. And so, yeah, that's, that's really what I, pre, I, I like about mobile home parks. I, I really dig the business aspect to it too, you know. It's like fixing and flipping a business. That's, that's great. I enjoy it. So you like the job satisfaction. I mean, I agree. It feels great to provide clean, safe, affordable housing for people. But mm-hmm. it is also nice when you get rewarded financially for doing it. So the numbers are good. And then you like the business challenge as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I didn't mention the numbers, but the numbers are great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so where do you see the future of mobile home park investing going? Well, I, I see that for the next five to 10 years, um, you know, things are going to be moving along at the same pace. And then I can see a consolidation happening somewhere at the five to 10 year mark. I mean, right now, there's not a whole bunch of focus uh, and attention on mobile home parks being like the great investment that they are. But there's, that's starting to happen and it's starting to change. You know, when I'm cold calling owners right now, I'm getting a lot of mums and pops and then, you know, but with the attention that'll be drawn onto mobile home parks over the years, that'll end up being sophisticated investors and, you know, you know, you know, being publicly traded and things like that. And just more commonly known as a better investment. And I think we'll see a, a big consolidation. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I perceive that that's kind of what happened in my perception was self-storage that was like the hot place to be but then even 10 years ago by the time that we started looking into it cap rates had come down a lot everybody knew about it there was big conventions when we went to a big convention in vegas it was already you know the secret was out so it sounds like the secret is still kind of in on mobile home parks there's still some good opportunity there huh yeah i think the the bag that the cat's in is being is being unzipped but the cat hasn't jumped out of the bag fully yet (laughs) Love that metaphor. So do you have a cat yourself? I do not have a cat, no. (laughs) Okay. Had to ask because the cats wouldn't stay in the bag very long if it was unzipped. But yeah, maybe this one will. So tell me, I've got a couple more things I'd love to hear from you before we wrap up. But tell us an entertaining story about something with a mobile home park, either with a seller or with a resident. I've heard there's some great stories that happen in these places. Well, yeah, I, mean, I suppose I can just tell you one about a seller. I mean, one of the parks that we bought recently in California, everything went well. We went all through escrow and right at the end of the day before we were going to close, he told everybody he's taken off and going to Mexico and he's not going to sell the place. And, uh, and yeah, so, and he was like out, that was it. He was done. And then, you know, I suppose he spoke to the file company and they said, well, before you do that, I think you should just speak to the legal department. And then, you know, not, not too long after he ended up closing on the deal with us. Oh, phew. Oh my gosh. After you did all your due diligence and got everything together. I have never heard of a story like that, man, that is rough. And do you have any, um, any examples too of any numbers that you could share about, Oh, I bought a park for this. Oh, and, and that leads me also here. I, I'm just, the questions just keep coming for me, but do you ever flip the parks or do you hold everything you acquire? So that's my first question. Do you resell or only hold long-term? 
Yeah, well, long term is like a good a good business model and a good way to go. I mean, always, you know, parks are always for sale for the right price. But it really depends on, you know, who's involved in the investment going into it and what their needs are. Um, you know, refinancing can be a good move or selling. But typically, we like to hold um, what right is. They're just really, really good cash cows and... So, you know, if the infrastructure is sound and it's a good investment to hold long-term, we always will. Okay, so your primary objective is to hold everything long-term that you can, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. And then do you have any number of examples that you can share with us that you bought a park for X dollars and increase the value by, you know, whatever? What, what can you share with us? Sure. Well, actually, um, talking about utility pass-through, so uh, the purchase price of this park is $1 million, and the net operating income is about $117,000 going into the gate, okay? But um, after passing through the utilities, which basically just means sending out some letters, installing some meters, not really much on a capital expenditure side. Uh, you know, maybe at the max spending like $30,000 all up. And we're, we're talking about increasing the net operating income of $70,000. So you're increasing the, cap the capital expenditure for that is 30000 Total. Yes. Okay. Yes. It sounded like you said per lot, but thirty thousand for the whole no, park. Sorry. Yeah, thirty thousand total for the whole for the whole park. And uh, increased your NOI by about seventy thousand. Nice. Seventy thousand. Yeah. Nice. That's that's excellent. Love hearing about opportunities and people taking advantage of those opportunities. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. I love it. So many great notes already. So um, let's talk about how, I mean, we briefly touched on it before, but how could someone learn more about mobile home, mobile home park investing and what are some next actionable steps? If people are intrigued by this, the nice cap rates, uh, mm -hmm. dealing with dirt instead of houses and all of this, what, what would be like some recommended action steps for people? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, to suit to anybody's specific needs, you can always contact us and I'm sure you're going to provide our contact details. Yeah. And if you want to just take a look at some numbers and some parks and sort of see how things work, then I recommend going on to mobilehomeparkstore.com and looking at some of the different listings on there and seeing some of the different line items that they list yeah. and that ask for some profit and loss statements and take a look at them and, and really see how it works. I mean, mobile home parks, uh, once you get used to them, they're not really that complicated of, a, of an asset. Mm, okay. And then, of course, you, I'm sure, are making yourself available to mm -hmm. advise and educate people, as we talked about before. I mean, you could help someone assess their, their risk tolerance and the amount of money they have to invest or the amount of time they have to invest, too. It's always a question of money and time. Sure. Yeah. You probably have opportunities for people to work with you no matter how much money or time they have. There's some place that they can fit this in, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we can accommodate to whatever anybody's needs are. Okay. Well, you just seem like you really know your stuff. I love it. <laughs> so it's, um, we really appreciate all of your time. And go mm -hmm. ahead and say your website and how people can reach you and your phone number for those that are listening that they can hopefully catch it down and we'll also include it in our show notes, of course, too. 
Okay, excellent. Yeah, so you can reach me at propertyworksllc.com and that's propertyworks with a Z or Z. I don't know how you guys say it in America. So that's propertyworksllc.com or you can call 714-603-1394. Excellent. So, and your name is Bryce Robertson. For those of you that maybe didn't catch at the beginning. And my name is Bryce Robertson. That's correct. Easy name to to know. And can you provide an email as well if they want to email you? Sure. Yeah, that'll just be my name, robertson.e.bryce at gmail.com. Nice and easy. All right. So to our listeners, if you have any questions more about mobile home park investing or you just want to see if it's right for you, sounds like it's a a pretty simple asset class, probably less complicated than fix and flip housing for those of you that want to do something different. And hey, maybe you live in one of these areas that have more opportunities like the South, like maybe Texas, you know, somewhere where there's going to be more opportunity for mobile home park investing than fix and flips. I know in California, fix and flips and mobile home park investing is a little bit more competitive, but for those of you that live in other parts of the country, there could be some great opportunities, especially if you want to, you know, work with someone like Bryce, that maybe you can be a bird dog, maybe you can be, you know, working with someone remotely. So give Bryce a call or an email if you're ready to learn more about mobile home park investing. And we'll just give you a final thank you, Bryce. Thank you for your time. You've been fantastic. Thanks a lot, Ollie. Really appreciate it. All right. Well, signing off until next time. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show. You can find our show notes at our website, houseflipmasters.com, on the podcast page. Also, to get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.